Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. ¿Alguna vez has estado lista para sentarte y disfrutar de la televisión y luego te das cuenta que no sabes lo que quieres ver o incluso dónde empezar a buscar opciones? Cox Counter TV te facilita esa decisión con el entretenimiento que amas, todo en el mismo lugar. Mira televisión en vivo, programas en demanda, grabaciones de DRB y música, todo con el sonido de tu voz con el control remoto de Voz Contour. No solo encuentra los programas que estás buscando, sino que también te brinda recomendaciones de romance, aventura o simplemente películas y disfruta. Si eres fanática de los deportes, captura la acción de golf y baloncesto que has estado esperando y Obtendrás los puntajes, estadísticas y resúmenes en tiempo real en la aplicación Contour Sports. Y si te gusta la transmisión, solo dilo para que lo veas en tus aplicaciones de suscripción favoritas como Hulu, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus y más con Contour Stream Player. Obtén más información con cox.com para Contour. Hey girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine, sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Hey, girl, welcome to this week's episode of The Fearless Mujer. I am so excited because I have a guest who's been here before. So you all might remember we did a Valentine's Day crossover. I'm here with Monica and I'm so excited because she was just making me crack up. So I'm like giggly right now, but we wanted to bring you um, this episode. And so Monica, welcome back to the Fearless Mohead podcast. Hello. Hi, ladies. Hi, Michaela. I'm excited to be back. Yes, thank you for coming back on. And so for those who may not have heard the other episode, can you please tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do? Tell me your favorite food. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> My name is Monica Alvarez. I'm the host of the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. Uh, the purpose of that podcast is for um, moms in recovery from addiction. So it's empowerment, healing, and faith for moms in recovery. And uh, I, my favorite food, oh my goodness, um, that is a hard one. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be bad and say mini tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always a cleaner trainer, tacos. so I'm like, shh. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm no, not kidding. trying to mess up your image. When I get... <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm other fat-free, low-fat. <laughs> Hey, I've had butternut squash tacos and they're pretty good and healthy. Mm, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just said tacos. So it's all good. It's all good. We're good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, when you're Hispanic, you could just put a tortilla, put anything in a tortilla and call it a taco. (laughs) (laughs) And if it's corn tortilla, it's healthy. (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, So I love to ask 
ask, uh, wait, you got to tell us what you do. But before that, I love to ask my guests now, like, what's your favorite food? Because I don't know, maybe I just attract foodies that are listeners. But I think like we love to eat, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. No, that's good. So what do I do? Uh, I'm an empowerment coach for moms. And I'm also a boxing trainer for moms as well. So I've really been um, there's been shifts happening with my I guess my my target, my avatar. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at first it was just kind of brought around women in recovery. And then now it's been more um, targeted towards moms. Yeah. Uh, and so I really just see how there's so much healing and I see how women feel so confident and empowered when they're doing something that's challenging for them. Uh, but most importantly for the podcast, my mission for that is that you know, I think that a lot of moms just really want something different for their children, you know, especially coming from a Latina upbringing, Mm -hmm. Hispanic household, we grow up with a lot of, of uh, toxic traits, right, which is what this episode is going to be about. But, you know, we'll get into that. But I think a lot of those, you know, we carry over. And I think at one point, we make that decision, like, do I want to carry this into my family, a new generation, or do does it stop here with me? Yeah. So yeah, that's where I feel we really, uh, I, I love, you know, talking about things like that chain breaking, uh, the generational, I'm going to yes. say it air quotes, curses, right, that yeah. we claim that our family passes down. Um, so I really believe that it can stop with us and it can stop with this generation right now if we make that decision. You yeah, know? for sure. And I love that you are, you're an empowerment coach also, because it is so powerful when we can heal like ourselves, like we've gone through our healing journey and then we can take what was once painful, like our healed wounds are like, I heard a preaching last Sunday where he's like, don't ever, the preacher was saying, don't ever tell your story from a wounded place. Tell your story from your scar. And I was like, dang, that's freaking deep. Like, that's wow. so good because what is a scar like and I'll, I'm just going to put it out there because like we're moms. A lot of the listeners are moms. Stretch marks, right? A lot of us have them because, you know, we're not we're not J-Lo and we can't go to like <laughs> somebody to help us with that early on. You know, so a lot of us have stretch marks. If you're a mom, you know, it's, it's a normal thing. And I used to feel really bad about them. And now I look at them like man, those, those are in a sense scars of like giving life. And so I just think like, how powerful is it when you can say, yeah, I went through that. I healed from that, but you know what? Let me help you now. Let Mm -hmm. me, let me. And so I, that's my heart as an empowerment coach. It's not so much like, oh yeah, let's be strong and powerful because before you get there, you gotta, you gotta do some hard, deep inner work. So um, I love that. And I, I love what you do. I love what you do for women. I love what you do for moms. And so when I thought about this episode last time, you know, I did say like, oh, we're going to have to do an episode like that. And I was just thinking um, this week, like, you know, because trauma has been a lot on my heart this week and like toxicness. And I'm like, let me reach out to Monica and, and ask her if she wants to come back on. So So I did want to mention too, like you were talking about generational curses, you know, when we, when we think of it in a spiritual aspect, right there, we understand it that way, the generational curses. So a lot of the women that listen to me are women of faith, but for the ones that don't have a relationship with God, you know, you can describe it as a cycle, a cycle that passes from 
your dad to the son or like the mom to the daughter to the daughter's daughter. It's like a cycle that continues. And, you know, one of the things that I saw in my family was sexual abuse and the cycle of like, let's not talk about it. Let's just forget it. Let's sweep it under the carpet. And I think that when you're a person that's like, no, we're not doing this anymore. And you choose to like, like we had talked about, like being a mom and wanting different for your children. When you're trying to break that cycle or like that generational curse, it's very hard. So Monica, I guess we'll start with this. What happens when you grow up in a toxic home? Like what happens after when you start kind of becoming an adult and you've grown up in a toxic environment? Yeah. So a lot of times, whatever we're lacking in our, in our, this is my experience, right? Um, what, whatever we've been lacking as a child. And it's so crazy. You talked about trauma this week. Um, I've been having to do a lot of inner healing work, right? Um, I, I have, I'm a part of a program through my recovery of those of you that don't know me. I'm in um, recovery from active drug addiction. I was in my drug addiction for 10 years. And so I've been clean for seven years, but in that process, there's had to do a lot of inner healing work. And this week I was covering up on that stuff, right? On digging, peeling back another layer of something deep, right? If I end up crying during it, if during this episode, it's because that's how deep it's been for I me. I might right cry now. too. You it's know, okay. it's been so deep for yeah. me, you know, and you shared that and then you reach out to me. So I know God is moving in this, yeah. in this whole topic right now. Um, and what I started to experience through the wounds that I carried into my relationship, um, into my friendships is because as a child, I never felt validated, right? I felt abandoned. I felt abandoned emotionally. Um, I felt abandoned um, physically for my father. And I constantly chased that all my life. I chased it in relationships. I chased it in the, you know, and even having a healthy and, and loving relationship today, I'm still constantly chasing something that wasn't given to me as a child. So when we talk about you know, these, these things that we think don't affect our children, like you could be physically present, but if you're not emotionally and verbally there to um, encourage and be there for your children, you don't understand the wounds that you're leaving, right? I saw my dad do a lot of things. And, you know, things growing up, growing up, we tend to think, oh, as long as my I had my parents, you should be fine. But you don't know what happens when you have both parents. But yet one is still so toxic in doing things and planting seeds in us, right? So growing up, I saw abuse normal uh, to be normal. I saw, well, you know what? He, you can bring me down emotionally, verbally, and then just act like nothing, right? Yeah. Going on without apologies. Oh, you're the man of the house, the machismo, right? Yes. Seeing all of the men, you know, be abusive to their women. Oh, it's okay. Women just have to take it, right? So I grew up being very rebellious. And, um, and I felt for the first time when I picked up a drug at a very young age, I, f- I finally felt like I escaped my reality. So when we're talking about toxic things, um, toxic traits and carrying over, we carry all that to our relationships, even our friendships, right? We carry those toxic traits to our friendships. We start feeling like, for me, I have a best friend. We've been best friends for years. But like, if she's a little disconnected, I see my broken little girl come out, right? The abandonment issues. I see it happen with my man, right? If I don't feel constantly physical touch all of a sudden I feel abandoned again right that broken little girl comes out like where are you come love me you know and and now I'm aware of it right but I grew up having this love-hate relationship with my dad and so I'm growing up having this love-hate relationship with myself 
with my man and even with God. I'm going to be honest. I have a love hate relationship with God. And it's hard because it's like, yes, I believe in you. And then it's like, I take you back because I'm always battling. So it starts at the roots and the seeds that are planted in us, right? And those relationships, the way we see and view things carry over into all areas of our life. And we don't even realize it until we're what I'm in my, I'm going to be 33 years old. And I'm just feeling like, I'm I'm still a little girl figuring life out. <laughs> you know what wow. I mean? Like I'm still figuring life out right now, you know? And um, but it's but it's been a beautiful thing because unfortunately, some people go their whole life never ever getting this type of revelation. So yes. I'm grateful for it, you know. Yeah, amen. Oh my god, I want to say I'm I'm one of those people at church that's always like <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. that person. Um, but <laughs> Man, I so I so felt that and I want to say thank you for your vulnerability and I think that these are the conversations and obviously like that's why this podcast is here like I think these are the conversations that we need. We need to have them, the hard ones. And what you were saying about, you know, I'm 30 something and I'm still healing. Like I feel that. I'm going to be 40 next year and I think I've barely like I'm still healing obviously but I'm barely kind of finally feeling like, dang, I'm, I'm like getting more freedom and more freedom as I go. And one thing I will say, like, it's not easy to have a walk with God. It's not easy to, because we have so many different seasons in our life. And I I feel like in every season, you kind of get more of a glimpse of who God is to you, right? Because he's, he's God, but I think that he's in some seasons, he's, like you're my friend in this season and then you're my father in this season. And for me, you know, I, I went through something traumatic. Like my daughter is a survivor of sexual abuse. Uh, when I spoke out, like that's part of like what the book is about that I wrote when I spoke out, my dad basically turned his back on me. And, you know, obviously I've been healing because I can say that and not like choke up about it. Cause it is what it is, right. Everyone makes their choices. But at some point, you have to come to a place where you're like, um, I love you, family member, or I love you, friend, but you're kind of toxic. This is toxic, and this is going to continue to hurt me and my bloodline, right? If you want to put it like that, this is going to hurt my family, and this is a danger to them. This this can be, a, if I allow this, this mm-hmm. can be a danger to my children's children, right? Mm-hmm. And so- it's again, that generational cycle, generational curse. And it's hard when you have to draw the line to like, we're done here. Like you're Mm -hmm. no longer going to be toxic. And what you were saying about machismo girl, like I was, I was raised by my dad. So Mm. when I got into my marriage, because I had two kids before I got married, because I was so toxic that I was that type of like, I don't need a man. Now, not to judge any of the women who are listening, because I believe that we don't need a man. We can we are very capable of taking care of ourselves. However, as human beings, we need we need a person there. It's just not that not that. Oh, my God, we're needy or whatever. Right. Like we can't do things alone. Like I don't want the if you're a feminist and you're listening, like, please. <laughs> yeah, no, you I know, understand. But. We are, we want human companionship. We want a partner. We want, you know, to have that person there with us. And so in this season of my life, it's been very difficult because my husband works on the road. 
Like Mm -hmm. he's barely coming home this week and I haven't seen him in a whole month. And I'm like, wow, like I didn't sign up for this, (laughs) you know, but it's, it's a season, right. And that's where I'm learning more about who I am in this season and, and who God is for me in this season. And so um, I said all that to say, like, sometimes you will have to let go of toxic people. And for me personally, I'm so glad I did have my faith because having my faith is what has helped me unlearn a lot of toxic habits that I had. Like when I'm going through stuff, running to tequila, right? And like, Mm -hmm. let me just numb this pain or let me, let me run to some guy that I know, like, let's just be real. Like in our toxic habits and the toxic things that we've learned and in our pain, you mix all that together man, you're, you're going to run to some things that are going to in like at some point be hurtful to you. Right. And so again, this is not to judge anyone, trigger anyone, but we're just going to keep it real on this episode because we are all going through stuff and we're all unlearning things. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, I just kind of wanted to mention that, like, sometimes even, even when it comes with family, with friends that you really love, you have to have those boundaries and say like, this is toxic. You're toxic. And I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, you, you were talking about, um, you know, you're grateful for your faith and, and that's, that's definitely something I've held on to. And, but I also know that we were just talking about it before we started recording. There's women, um, unfortunately that grow up traumatized through anything that has to deal with faith that has to deal with God. And I, I completely understand that, you know, because although I, I knew and I trusted in God, I still didn't fully like I wasn't convinced I was. And being that I was in my drug addiction, I really struggled with I was with that like back and forth. Right. Like, again, the love hate relationship. Yeah. Like, I love you. Thank you for keeping me alive. But, yes. you know, why did yeah. you do this to me? Right. That's how my thinking used to be back then. Like I used to always view um, God as this is what you did to me. Right. So, again, I see how the toxic traits of how I grew up over, you know, it overflowed into my relationship about that. But, you know, I'm going to take it back to the woman that's struggling. That's like, I don't, you know, I'm struggling to even grasp thinking about God or that y'all are even talking about faith. You know, first you got to get honest with yourself. You have to make that decision that, you know, is this something that I want for my children? You know, is this something that's been working for me? And if it hasn't been working for you, what are you going to do about it? Right. You're going to make that decision. You can repeat it, right. That'd be the easy way. Or you can challenge what's been given to you and you can make the decision that you're going to do something different. And in order for us to do something different, we first have to be aware that this even occurs. Right. Um, We can't. And and I think, you know, a lot of people make decisions that they want to do something different, but nobody people forget that with the decision, it implies action. You have to do something behind it. So for me, the biggest way that I had to do it um, and I actually did this exercise for a toxic relationship that I was in. Mm-hmm. Like, believe it or not, I had gotten clean and I was with this guy that was extremely toxic. Oh my goodness. And my dad was dying and it was really hard for me. And I was white knuckling it. I was trying, I hadn't really done any inner healing work. I was still barely getting back into my faith of God. And I was just like, you know, barely hanging on. I didn't know if I wanted to return to drugs or if I was going to like, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. So I I read on this book and I can't even remember which book it was, but I just remember the exercise of it. Right. And I remember it, it telling me to write a chart and on one side, write everything that I want in a, in a person and a relationship and even specify exactly what kind it just said, mm-hmm. what do you want in a relationship? 
Girl, you do it all without breaking a sweat, and you do it all in style. From being a boss exec to Tuesday tennis to the kids' homework, family dinners, lunches and brunches with your girls, trips to the vet, and a weekend getaway that's anything but a getaway. That's why Infinity fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease, even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' basketball practices, not to mention your side hustle. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. Available features like seating for up to seven passengers, a suite of active safety features, and massaging front seats. Introducing the all-new Infiniti QX60 designed to help you conquer life in style. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. And of course we write like, you know, the healthy stuff and yeah. whatever. Right. And then it tells me to write on the other side, what is it that I'm getting? And I wrote everything. And let me tell you, not one thing matched. Right. Because wow. I was everything I wanted, um, everything and everything I was getting was contrary to what I wanted. Right. And so I said, wow, like for the first time it, the light bulb went off and it's like, Monica, you know, you want all this stuff, but you're not willing to make the changes. Right. Wow. And then the harder part was having to take a look at, okay, you want this and you're getting this, but what are you right? Like, who are you in this chart? And sadly I was more of the toxic woman too. Right. Like I was naming all the stuff the toxic man was doing, but I had a lot of the toxic traits too. Wow. And so I really had to take a look at like, okay, I want this, but what am I doing? You know, what am I going to do with it? So, you know, for people that are struggling to like now, it's easier for me to turn it over and pray about it, um, ask God for guidance and God's will in these areas. But for some of us that just are like, I am shut off to the faith right now to talking about God, you know, write some things down, you know, because regardless what you want to call it, right? I I know that it's Holy Spirit moving through me to reveal things to me, to show me, but whatever you want to call it, you're going to get some revelation through your writing, right? There's power in writing down and healing those things, you know? So writing those things down, write what you want and what you're getting and really, really take a look at those areas because, you know, we really don't understand that, that if we don't, if we don't take a look at it and, and then again, right, we can take a look at it but what are we going to do about it? You know, we really don't take the time to to take a look at it and do things with it. Um, So I think that's where, you know, the application has to really come in. We have to make the decision that we really want something different. Uh, And, you know, it's sad that it hurts me to see um, my heart's like really, really drawn to like children. Like it just hurts me and to see children growing up in in hard environments. But I also understand that, you know, my parents did the best that they could with what they had. And so, for me, now I'm going to get really honest here. You know, I, I, my podcast is for moms. My, my, I, my what I do, my work is for moms, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm Miss Perfect Mom over here, man. You know, I struggle a lot. Let me tell you, when you were talking about what kind of stuff does it carry over? Well, it carries over my mindset thinking that the way that I'm going to get my children's attention is by intimidating them, right? It's by scaring them is by, because that's what was instilled in me. So having to unlearn that, you know, the easy way is to go and scare my children, provoke my children, you know, threaten my children. Oh, you better stop or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, And that's the hard, the hard part is not doing that. The hard part is not reacting to my kids when they're driving me nuts, right? Not giving them the chunkla or whatever it is that they used to give us, Girl, right? listen. It's hard. Yes. It's when hard. I, look, I know that there's funny memes about the chunkla, but when I see 
I know people are probably going to get mad at me because that's a thing, right? In our culture. But when I, to me, I'm like, oh, that's actually not funny because Mm-mm. that's abusive. And if you're a mom that does that, like, I'm not judging you, right? It's, it's again, like you said, whatever, if you feel like, oh, this ain't right, it's not right. To me, yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. not right. And I think that's where I, like, I got hit a lot and I got mm-hmm. spanking, but it wasn't a spanking. It was getting whooped, getting yeah. whooped with a Mexican belt just because mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I say Mexican belt because the belts from Mexico are like, yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and that was the intimidation that like you're talking about intimidation if I didn't clean if I didn't just for the smallest things and I always told myself like I'm never gonna spank my kids out of anger I'm never I'm never gonna do that and you know my my middle son he's autistic so I had to parent him way different Mm -hmm. you know and then I have a daughter who's a survivor of sexual abuse, like now I got to parent her all like different because mm-hmm. of somebody else's toxicness, right? Because to me, when you're abusing children, whether it's physically, sexually, mentally, you're toxic, period. Mm-hmm. There's no like no in between. And just going back to what you were saying about, like you just got me fired up, Monica, because, yeah, because yeah. seriously, like I've I've tried my best and I feel everything that you're saying about unlearning even the way that you were parented that like oh wait a minute it's not okay for me to like you know throw things in my kids faces as far as like I did this for you or different things like that right because we're we're parents we're supposed Mm -hmm. to be a safe place for them and our kids are not perfect they're never gonna do things the way that we expect them to and I think one of the one of my toxic traits was that I was really controlling. Like, I'll just be very honest. And because I was very controlling, I can spot a controlling person like in a heartbeat, whether mm-hmm. you're a guy or, or a woman. Like, I can tell if you're toxic and controlling. And I mm. think that part of what that's one of the toxic traits is being controlling. I was so controlling. And that doesn't work when you're trying to have a marriage. That does not work when you're trying to have a godly marriage. And, you know, for I've mentioned this before, like my husband and I got divorced. We got remarried. Why? Because we both had so much toxicness from our upbringing. And we think, oh, yeah, we both love God. We both go to church. We think our marriage is going to be great. But what happens when you have so much toxicness stored up from years and years? Oh, that's going to overflow into your marriage. Mm -hmm. That's going to come out into your marriage. You know, and my toxicness caused me to, you know, have an affair. And when you get into all of that, like, man, you're just you're just heading down a road that's going to be really hard to get out of because having an affair is we talked about this last time. Having an affair is like a drug. It's an addiction. You Mm -hmm. get a high out of it. The sneaking around, the getting a high, the playing two parts, right? Like it's a hot freaking mess, like seriously. And then trying to get out of it. You got Mm -hmm. an attachment to this person now. Like it's, it's just crazy. Right. And I mean, that's a whole Mm -hmm. other episode, but there's so much that happens when you have grown up not being affirmed. I didn't feel validated. I wasn't affirmed. You know, I wasn't allowed to cry. So then you try to 
you know, come into adulthood and you try to live your life out and you try to be a healthy person, but that's like so foreign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you know, you were, we were talking about like when, when we, as moms, right. Growing up, we grew up, like I grew up too, getting hit, getting shut down, um, suppress my feelings. I'm give you a reason to cry. So I always thought that if I felt a feeling there had to be something really valid behind it, but if not, then I had no right to be feeling my feelings. It's pretty much the message I got growing up, right. Without directly saying it. So while I feel that there are, you know, yes, it's hard. I got to tell you as a mom trying, you know, my, my podcast is all about moms breaking chains. That's what I, I, I work for. I do, but I'm honest, I struggle. I mean, I've cried on my episode talking about how hard it is for me to break the cycle, the vicious cycle of thinking that I got to discipline my kids the way my family disciplined me, right? Because that's the easy way. The easy way is to revert back to the, you know, like you said, toxic. I see it as wounded too, right? The wounded child in us comes out in our children, right? And a lot of times it's not even our children. It's the woundedness in us. It's the broken little kid in us. We're getting provoked with our kids, but the truth is they don't mean to do. I have a two and a three-year-old. You really think they're trying to provoke me? They're, They're kids. They're doing what they do. I'm the broken child that is healing and trying to be a mom and trying to not discipline my kids. And the way I got disciplined, right? right. Discipline is still a form of stuff I do, but finding the right route. My, my daughter and son are day and night different, right? Sometimes my son is the one that makes me want to like pull my hair out. My goodness. Like he <laughs> does everything to push, but you check this out. Another I don't know why I just laughed. I think probably oh, no. I can relate. Yeah, no, that's I think every <laughs> mom probably was like, oh yes, no, no, girl. Like, oh, trust no, me, my son makes that. me crazy. <laughs> my son makes me crazy, girl. And you know, I, I some a, a friend of mine brought this to my attention, right? Because she goes to like trauma therapy and stuff. Yeah. She talked about that her therapist told her that sometimes we see in our children the person that hurt us. My wow. dad caused me a lot of pain. I see my son when he provokes me and he does stuff because my son's really smart for three years old. He talks very clear. Mm-hmm. He sat, he talks back. He's real, you know, um, he has a very like strong mind of his own. But when I hear him, it provokes me. It triggers something in me because he reminds me of my dad, you know, wow. and that's a scary place. That's a scary place. This is why, you know, it's not his fault. It's not his fault that he's triggering the broken little girl in Monica. It's, Wow. It's my responsibility to get the healing and do the work, which is what I've been doing, uh, because it's hard to carry that over into my children. It's not his fault, right, that I didn't have a good upbringing. It's it's something that I have to work on and I have to acknowledge. And it's you, it's hard to admit that on air. Right. It's yeah. hard to admit that. But I do it to free the moms, because a lot of times what I feel and, and this is I, I mean, I'm just going to be really honest. I feel that with the CPS system and everything going on, I feel like as moms, we're scared. And I'm going to share my my vulnerability here. We're scared to admit we struggle to know how to take care of our children and discipline them because we're afraid CPS is going to get in and take our children away. Right. That's the truth. A lot of moms think that way uh, because I come from a place of moms in recovery. Mm-hmm. A lot of moms are traumatized. Wow. Like, I, I can't be honest because I'm afraid you're going to report me and take my kids. I try to make my podcast be a safe place. Now, of course, there's boundaries, right? Yes. Don't beat your kid. Yeah. Don't starve your kid. Don't, you know, things like that. But moms, I feel you. We're struggling. It's hard to break what was instilled in us. It is hard. You know, that is one of my my most vulnerable and 
um, my weakest area. We talk about that and it just, oh, it hits my soul because it's so hard. But because we, I share it because I free myself and I'm open and I'm honest about it. Um, I feel like I get a little freedom every time, right. By not suppressing that and, and keeping it a dark secret. I have to be honest and say, you're not alone. I struggle to know how to discipline my kid and what's right and wrong, but I also have to, I have to take a responsibility and accountability that I have some inner wounded child healing to do too, because that's not fair to my kids. It's not fair to their kids, right? They don't have to take the punishment for what my parents did to me. And my parents, unfortunately, probably took a lot of punish. Uh, they carried over into me what they dealt with as kids, yes. right? So I say that to say that a lot of, um, I feel a lot of these you know, we talk about the toxic too. And I think toxic and wounded can come together in one because I don't think anybody intentionally wants to be toxic, right? Hurt people, hurt people, heal people, heal people. Right. And I feel that the more healing we get, the the healthier we get um, emotionally, spiritually, you know, even physically, like we're able to start passing that down. Right. You, you know, it's hard to tell that you were even, you would do what you do, right. Based on what you told me about your affair. I couldn't even imagine that, but you know what? that's your story, right? You probably can't imagine that I was in active drug addiction for so long, but you know what? That's part of my story, right? And because of it, we overcome it to help and heal other people, right? Um, You know, my kids ask me about my drug use, anything when they're of appropriate age, I want to be that honest mom to talk to them about that, right? I know my mom and my dad kept a lot of secrets from us. They never made me feel like I was um, mature enough to hear, to handle. And because of it, I had to hear a lot of rumors through the family that really, really hurt me. Cause when I found out the truth about my dad and what he had really did, it hit me around the age I started using. Like, I just couldn't even deal with this is the dad that I've, you know, like, I can't believe this is my dad, you know? Um, I can't, you know, on top of the hurt he caused me. Right. So even those secrets, even us, this is why it's important for us to heal, get to a mature place so that we can teach our kids those those um hard knock lessons in a in a healthy manner right yes. not in a way where it's like oh well my parents did that to me so you're gonna have to go deal with life go for it right we can give them the testimonies of our life and they can see it and see how we grew and how we overcame this because you know what I say this all the time we can raise our kids as I mean we can raise them so like you know straight the way we think like a narrow path and do this don't do that but at the end of the day, they're going to be their own people. They're yeah. going to be adults. They're going to make decisions. They're going to make wrong decisions. What are we going to do as moms to help our children? Right. This is where it comes where we have to really understand that we can't we can't um, hate our children. We can't disown our children because there goes another toxic pattern. Right. Yes. How are we going to be the chain breakers and help our children for something different? Right. Are we going to keep passing down the toxicity of like, well, you didn't do what I expected you to do. So now I don't want nothing to do with you. Yeah. Right. Or we oh can say, goodness. you know what, I'm going to love you where you're at. I'm here yeah. for you. I'm grateful. My mom never gave up on me. I'm grateful. My dad never gave up on me because I was lost. I would disappear. It's hurtful for my mom to tell me, I don't know if I'm going to find out one day if you're dead or alive because you are out of there. Right. But she loved me no matter what she didn't disown me. She loved me where I was at. She prayed for me. I know that she, you know, those, those cries out, those prayers that she gave for her daughter that was suffering. And we have the most beautiful relationship today that I'm like, I, I'm so grateful for you, right? Like, I'm grateful for her. But if she had disowned me, if she had condemned me, 
I wouldn't want to change, right? Um, so I, I just say that, that, you know, the healing is important right now, even when life is good, even when yeah. our kids are doing what we want them to do, keep doing the healing, keep doing the work because our kids are not always going to be what we want them to be. They're going to turn out to do something, be something that may hurt us and not intentionally, but we're, that's where we're going to ask ourselves, okay, what are we going to do about this? Are we going to continue this vicious cycle to own our children, cause more pain for the next generation, or are we going to be that loving mother, right? Um, are we going to try to love our kids and, and, you know, really, really just um, embrace them? Like you said, embrace, affirm, yeah. like, what are we going to do different to our kids? Right. But it starts with healing the inner wounded child, because wow. it's hard for a child to parent a child, you know, yes. a broken child to parent a child. And we have to do that inner healing work. Um, for me, wow. it is my faith. It's my belief in God. And that, grew over time too. That didn't happen yeah. right, right off the, off the back. You know, it, it took work. It took trusting, believing and, and trusting that God is enough to be able to overcome all these things for me, you know? Wow. So I'm just, I'm really, you know, I'm really grateful that, um, that I get the chance to today, right? My addiction didn't let me do a lot of things. It dictated yeah. my life for a long time. Um, today I get the choice, right? We get the choice to do something different. Wow. We get the choice to raise our yes. kids different, you yeah. know? So I, I just wow. love being able to do things, you know, something different for, for our generation. Oh my goodness. Like, I feel like every time we talk, we can just take a whole other episode. <laughs> like I know we're talking about like church hurt earlier and stuff, mm -hmm. but you're right. You know, I live with two teenagers and my husband's on the road. So I'm pretty much, I mean, I'm, I'm, he, he helps, but physically I'm like, I'm like the only parent right now. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, you're right about that. Like our kids are going to try to figure out who they are and not really do things the way that we want or the way that we say. And I, you know, just being real, like, I think that's, that's my challenge is like not being like my dad in the sense that like, oh, you better do what I say. Right. Or else. Right. Or so it, it's just, giving them the freedom and the space to be who they are. Like, especially when I tell my kids to clean something and they don't do it when I say inside, I'm like, Oh, you know, and then I don't want to do it for them because like, that's not good either. So I'm just like telling myself they're going to do it. Calm down. They're gonna, right. That again, that trait that I've had to overcome of being controlling. Right. And, and that was one of my biggest, that was one of my giants, <laughs> put it that way. Like, so I, I definitely resonate with a lot of what you're saying. And, you know, I just want to encourage women who are listening, like, girl, you know, you're not alone. We're all unlearning some things, especially like people that listen to this podcast. Like there's so much inner healing that we're doing. And honestly, I think when we do it together, it just, the healing can be more rapid right and the healing is better because you have other people to be there for you you have other like you said that you can be real with mm -hmm. and you can share your fears and obviously not with everyone right but when we have women who are like that's why I always say like this is not just a podcast this is a sisterhood like mm -hmm. if you don't have a safe space if you don't have and that's why I love what you're doing for moms right I mean, I don't know anything about boxing, but like, I'm pretty sure that that would make you feel like a badass, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. so, um, but man, I could, 
Monica, like I could just keep talking to you like seriously, um, <laughs> but I want to be respectful of your time. So thank you so much. Like, I feel like there needs to be a part two of, of this topic because you got yeah. my wheels turning like, oh man, like I could really dive into that. <laughs> um, anyway, hey guys, uh, if you want to connect with Monica, reach out to her. Monica, how can people connect with you? Okay, so my podcast is Moms Breaking Chains. Uh, you can find the website at empoweredbymonica-podcast. So that's kind of like my brand that has everything on there. Um, you can also connect with our podcast page. I have um, Moms Breaking Chains podcast, and then we have a community group as well. Cool. And I'm also on Instagram under Moms Breaking Chains. So cool. yeah, awesome. it's an honor. Thank you. Well, I am going to add all of your links in the show notes um, and I'll send it out to my email subscribers. But thank you so much for blessing us with your time. Of course. Thank you. It's always an honor to connect with you and your wonderful lady. So thank you. Oh, thank you. All right, guys, go check out Monica, follow her um, and have a blessed day. Hey girl, wasn't that episode so empowering and inspiring? Hey, do me a favor. Share this episode with the women in your life because something powerful happens when we lift each other up. You can share this episode with your amigas by texting them the link, posting it on social, and you can also tag me in your stories on IG at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. I'll make sure to give you a shout out. And hey, if you haven't left a review for the Fearless Mujer Podcast and you have Apple, go ahead and leave me a review. Let me know that you're loving this podcast. All right, girl. God bless.